0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Happy Tuesday, Dano. Glad to be here, buddy. We'll be back on a work day. We did a Memorial Day show yeah. yesterday of original content. If you missed it, please go back and listen to it. Um, it's a really good show we put together yesterday. I was going to do some rough cuts, but we had to get into some news and stuff like that. I'll, there's some rough cuts coming. Don't you worry about that. We'll do some of other- those shows too hey i got a lot to get to including uh our we're under attack here folks um my show that is again uh i don't go into a lot of this because i don't want to make anybody famous um and give anybody ideas but we're under attack the show i'm gonna get to that uh, in a second but i need your help again because this the liberals are just an insane bunch of kooks police state tyrants who can accept the fact that our show is a now number two conservative podcast in America, reaching millions of people per month. It's driving them wild, yes. especially uh, our work on exposing the Spygate scandal of the century. Mm-hmm. So the show is under full blown attack. Um, <clears throat> Really upsetting. I'll get. To, I'll tell you what's going on in a second, and I'll give you that as a warning if you're thinking about getting into this space too, podcasting or commentary, because this will happen to you too. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Wax RX. Love this product. I just used it uh, last week. After I get a haircut, I use it because sometimes <laughs> these little hairs get in your ear. It's really annoying when your ears aren't clean, and get really uncomfortable. They itch. They're painful and can get plugged up, making it harder to hear. Many people use cotton swabs, candling, or drugstore remedies to clean their ears, but they don't really do the job they can even be dangerous you're not supposed to put those cotton swabs inside the ear that's no good now, you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax. The Wax RX earwash system is doctor developed and works safely when other products fail. The Wax RX system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Wax RX comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. This is a terrific product. The doctor developed Wax RX system uses special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside the ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Visit GoWaxRx.com today to order your reusable earwash system. That's Go, W-A-X-R-X, GoWaxRx.com. You get your reusable ear wash system today. Offer code DAN. Have it shipped free right to your door. That's D-A-N, my first name. Visit GoWaxRx.com. That's I hear you, Dano. System. Very good, Joe. Always with the inside jokes and the story that I frequently miss and only catch seconds after you say them, which is slightly embarrassing. All right. <laughs> For me. Okay. Not for you, for me, because I'm always preoccupied with other things. So our YouTube channel is under attack. If you are listening on YouTube right now, our channel is YouTube.com slash Dan Bongino. No spaces, nothing. YouTube.com slash Dan Bongino. If you are listening to our show on YouTube anywhere else, this is not our channel, and they are... (laughs) Effectively stealing our content, um, which makes the show harder to finance, harder to sell and uh, harder for it to s- sell to advertisers to keep the show free. Those are just the pure economics of this, folks. Yep. People are stealing our content. Somebody out there, I'm not going to make this person famous, is in fact on YouTube reporting our show for a copyright infringement. How we're copywriting, infringing our own show is slightly incredible. But the liberals are at it again because they want our show taken down. So Mm -hmm. if you've missed a few of these past shows on YouTube and they're not there, they will be back. We've got a strong legal team working on this now and I'm. Uh, I'm considering some additional legal action now to set an example, because this is just ridiculous. This is what happens when uh, you know liberals don't want your content out there. So as a favor, I'm asking you in order to keep this show out there, because we can't do it, folks, right now under this business model. This, this happens all the time, all the time. We don't tell you about it because I don't want to sound whiny. And I can't stand snowflakery. Right. But the bottom line is this. This is taking a real toll. And I'm me lying to you like, oh, it's no big deal trying to be a fake tough guy isn't going to do you any good or me. These people are ruthless. They, they do this all the time. And it's starting to take a toll. Okay? Our channel is YouTube.com slash Dan Bongino. Straight through. nothing else. If you are listening somewhere else, they are, they are stealing our show on their channel. Um, also, if you are a listener on YouTube and you're wondering, because I'm assuming these shows will be back up today after our, the legal team gets involved. But if you're listening on YouTube and you, we managed to get them back up today, I'm asking you to subscribe to our show, please, on other platforms. I'm asking you for a favor. I understand if you don't want to, I'm, I, you know, where you don't do a hard sell here. But I'm asking you for a personal favor. Please subscribe to our show either on iTunes. If you don't like Apple, go to iHeart. You click the follow button on iHeart Radio. Just look for the Dan Bongino Show. You can go to SoundCloud under the Dan Bongino Show. I'm asking you to do that because they, will, they have uh, YouTube, for some bizarre reason, lets anybody take down your channel for any reason at any time. There are actual procedures in some of these other places. So please subscribe on multiple channels. It helps us keep the show out there. And the show is under... It's, you know, this happens all the time, folks. Again, if we were liberals, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. The fact that it's a conservative show, I'm reasonably confident. It happens on Instagram. I, now, here's the thing. Just so you know this, too. You will be under attack on social media, too. People will set up endless fake accounts... Well, they will try to either steal your stuff on YouTube or they will set up fake accounts to try to raise money. This happened too. I was hesitant to bring this up. I haven't told Joe. Mm. Someone set up a series of fake Instagram accounts where they were selling fake Dan Bongino shirts. The guy was a liberal. I know this. We know who he is. We're working on it now. No. Now, on Instagram and, and Twitter and on Facebook, where this guy on Facebook set up a fake Dan Bongino page, right? Just so you know, folks, this works a little differently. And I applaud them for it. This actually works against them. Joe, this is very clever. Cool, okay. When you get caught setting up a fake account on Instagram using my picture and my name, mm. we and Facebook, we get the followers. So typically what we do is we wait a little while. We let you build up your following, and then we go and we take your page down, which happens immediately, and we get all your followers. (laughs) So if if you want to continue to gin up followers for us, that's fine. Knock yourselves out. But understand, in the end, we're going to take you down. It's not hard to do, and we get the followers. That's the only reason we haven't taken additional legal action there. YouTube's different. It has a broken system where anybody, for any reason— can just take down your channel and make it up. That's why I was hesitant to get involved in YouTube and I'm seriously contemplating um you know doing something different. Because it's a mess. Yeah. But get ready folks. This is uh this stuff is coming your way. All right. I saw a great piece today. Let me get back to some other some hard news here going on because this is important. Someone sent me, I'm not going to say who, but an email today from a list a an email list that not a listserv, but an email list that provides guidance for people in the financial industry on what's going on in politics. It's a, Joe, it's a fascinating, fascinating email. I read it. I was like, whoa, is this good? This is exactly what we've been saying the whole time. Here's the core of what it says. And I agree with hundred percent that the There's a growing consensus, Joe, in D.C. within the swamp, even amongst establishment uh, Republican swamp rats, Mm -hmm. some of them, which surprises me. And this is from this is not me saying this. This is this email, let's say, that the only tactic to employ right now to rebalance our government towards uh, liberty and the constitutional republic and away from the tyranny we're looking at now at Mm Spygate Is to employ mutually assured destruction. Now, there was a. There's a. They talk about. They they talk about. This is the email again. This is not. I'm not. This is not Dan Bongino original uh, thoughts here. Although I've. It's if I've suggested similar tactics. This idea of mutually assured destruction here. Mm -hmm. um, This is from this email. Mutually assured destruction was a term employed uh, generally to describe the Soviet Union, United States Cold War, where nobody contemplated, at least seriously, a a, a first strike, because a first strike would mean a counter strike and mutually assured destruction. The Russians would launch their nukes, the Soviets, we would launch ours, and we would both be parking lots. Hundreds of millions, uh, you know, to potentially dead Governments wiped out, countries wiped out, lives snuffed out. And therefore, it says in the piece that although, you know, the Russians may have at times considered this, the United States never seriously considered a first strike option because it would mean we would be destroyed, too. So the fact that a first strike, Joe, meant we would both be destroyed basically deterred both sides from using nuclear weapons. In other words, they were useless. But they were useful in that you had them because the other side had them, but nobody was really going to use them because both of us would be wiped out. Make sense? Yep. So it says that these nuclear weapons, then the the, uh, the, 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 the whole genesis of the Cold War, a mutually assured destruction strategy, was based on the fact that neither side could contemplate winning. In other words, if you thought at first strike you could win and effectively annihilate your opponent... That it's not mutually assured destruction. It's destruction of your enemy. Right. Which would mean there was a viable uh, weaponization strategy with your nukes. Does that make sense, Joe? Oh, yeah. The reason mutually assured destruction worked and prevented a nuclear war is because neither side could contemplate winning. And it seems like it worked. And, uh, well, yeah. it did. There was no nuclear war, right. despite the fact that, you know, the countries really had significant differences, obviously, us and the Soviets. Yep. And there was no, it wasn't even a, you know, a a hot war. There were proxy wars, but there wasn't a hot war, a land war between us and the Soviets. Now, he... The, uh, the author of this email brilliantly relates this to the Democrat strategy on Spygate. There is now no question that Spygate is the biggest scandal in U.S. history. It's only a question among radical leftist conspiracy theorists and kooks um, who are desperately trying to act like Pravda and cover for the devastating scandal it is. But realists and people who understand what's going on know that Spygate is now the biggest scandal in U.S. history. The Trump team had a spy working to acquire information from it to spy on them. There was still no probable cause of any crime. There was still no probable cause anybody was working as a Russian agent. There was none of that. Uh, They say, oh, well, there are all these indictments, yet none of them for collusion. I can indict a ham sandwich for jaywalking if I want as well. I assure you, if I I were to sick a special counsel on Chuck Schumer's team 24 hours a day, seven days a week and follow him around, I'd get someone for, uh, you know, turning right on red when they shouldn't have. That none of this was for for actual collusion. by none of it. That's just the fact. The Democrats are having a hard time with that. So in the piece, he says, you know, at some point, Joe, the Democrats thought they were winning. And that was the problem with this. And some of them still do. Right, right. Some of them still believe that they are winning. They think they've got Trump. They think they've got them cornered. Some. This is an increasingly small number. But he said what's taking hold even in the swamp amongst, you know, more moderate and establishment Democrats rather than the radical kooks on the left is, Joe, Now they're starting to get unsure. They're starting to be really unsure based on what? Based on the fact, folks, this is important. The poll numbers are turning in the Republicans' direction. The generic ballot for the midterm elections is starting to look really, really good for who? For the Republicans, which I got to tell you, this surprised even me. I was absolutely convinced this was going to be a blue wave election. I'm now starting to think to myself, there's going to be some gains yeah, exactly. There's going to be some gains shows doing some uh, gesticulations here in this midterm for the Democrats. But I'm, I'm now starting to doubt if this is going to be a wave. This may be a, a, a puddle, a trickle. Yeah. They may gain a few seats. I think, matter of fact, they may lose seats in the Senate. Matter of fact, down here in Florida, Rick Scott, the Republican, may flip a seat from Ben Nelson. Ben Nelson's polling numbers aren't looking good at all bill nelson sorry uh, down, down here in florida nelson, yeah so we may actually flip a seat they're in a lot of trouble the democrats what's the point democrats and republicans to be fair obviously live by polls they want political power polls measure election results if election results don't go your way you lose uh-huh. nelson months moment you lose The point is, the Democrats are now starting to question, Joe, if a nuclear first strike, to use this person's analogy, through mutually assured destruction, would work. Now they're starting to think, "Uh uh-oh, are we really winning here? Was this spygate and endlessly focusing on Russian collusion as a first strike of, of, of devastating proportions, weaponizing the government to take out a political opponent, was this really a good idea? Trump is a masterful PR person, masterful, whether you like Trump or not. And I know there are a lot of people who don't. I support the president. We've had our moments on other issues, but... The president has an, an an artist's ability to use PR to turn the tide. And in this case, he focused the attention rightly on where it should be, which were massive government abuses of the police state and the intelligence community to spy on his team. Now the story's changing and Democrats are looking at the polls going, wow, you think this first strike strategy was a good idea? Now, because of that, And this is according, again, to this email that probably has some pretty good sources based on where I got it. The Democrats, the moderate show, not the kooks like Swalwell and Schiff. They're just nuts. They're not to be taken seriously by anyone. These are just Looney Tunes. They're out of control. They're police staters. These guys are a joke. They're even a joke to the party. Swalwell wants to take your guns or send a police officer to your house to arrest you on a search, which is ridiculous. These guys are just nuts. But now it said, Joe, because of these polls, the Democrats are now looking for an acceptable retreat. And he used, again, this is the email. It's not my quotes. I just want to be careful here with this. Okay. In the email, he uses the, you know, peace with honor. Obviously, a, an allusion to prior conflicts. <laughs> yeah. In other words, the Democrats are looking for an acceptable retreat away from this understanding now that the tide is turning both in the polls and the tide is turning in the fact that Trump has now focused on the weaponization of the police state, which is going to implicate who Obama's team and the Democrats Bingo! ding, 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 ding. So now the, the, the less Looney tunes Democrats on the moderate side are saying, guys, maybe we need to back away from this, this, this whole Russian, uh, this Russian, stri- this first strike strategy weaponizing the state, this first strike strategy may not have been a good idea. Now, let me give you my opinion here. I assume that's why you're here. It is called the Dan Bongino Show. <laughs> Don't let them retreat. Don't. I'm sorry, folks. I got into a spirited, let's say, exchange. I'm not going to say how with a friend of mine. But let's say he's a, you know, a, a person who has some influence. I got into experienced exchange with him the other day, who believes that we should just now return to normal order. No more special counsels. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, we're, there's no normal normal order's gone. The Russians contemplated a first strike and ac- activated their nuclear weapons. You know, you have to almost respond accordingly on your side, or else you incentivize them to do that again. Mm-hmm again, his analogy, not mine, but it's important to understand that this now, in order to disincentivize anybody from doing this again. Mm-hmm. And when I say this, I mean weaponizing the state to spy on a political opponent, to influence and potentially overturn an election, which they didn't succeed at doing. Trump got elected, but then to use it as a weapon to impeach a president through a special counsel. This has to be stopped. Now, to quote the email, The author says in the email, if we don't strike back, it leaves in place the legitimacy of over-the-top investigative warfare. I couldn't agree more. Mm. I think they should fire Mueller. According to Rudy Giuliani, that is not an option. Okay, if that is not an option, I don't want to sit here and argue on the show for things that aren't going to happen if they're not going to consider that. Option number two, we need to absolutely employ, employ a second special counsel to look into Bob Mueller's team and Spygate. Now, I get it. I understand there are a lot of you out there, including the person I was texting with this week, who I have a lot of respect for, by the way, who disagrees. They say, well, you know, listen, the special counsel thing is obviously a disaster. Look at what happened here. These become unhinged investigations, as it did with Mueller. Exactly. And the Democrats understand that if nothing is done against this, that they are going to do it again. In other words, you're, you're interpreting... A future path based on a counterfactual you can't prove. Well, if we didn't have the special counsel, we wouldn't need special counsels in the future. The Democrats already understand they can use the special counsel to take significant skin out of the Republicans. In order to disincentivize this ever again, we need to employ the special counsel. Special counsel uh, do a special counsel to look into Spygate. I'm not. By the way, keep in mind I am not suggesting that we do what they did and invent crimes. At all. Don't misinterpret my words. I don't hear that. No. I'm suggesting we employ a special counsel to legitimately look into massive abuses of our intelligence community, our spying infrastructure, our law enforcement community, the Obama administration. Their Obama administration's use of these tactics to spy on a political opponent. And if leaks and crimes are found, no, people need to be prosecuted. There is no peace with honor here. It is time to fight back. Now I get it. I mean, sorry, folks, we had to delete something yeah. on the show. Not because it, but because I know how kooky liberals are, and they use everything again. And really, I'm serious. I mean, it was a live show. We had it, but it was a good point. But we got to knock it out. It's a great point. Yeah. But I know how. Uh, but I know how liberals I are. You, just because they're just not. I got you. But your your point is not. Don't please. Don't take that the wrong way, Joe. This is the, that, this. But that part, obviously, we're you know. Yeah. you get where I'm going. Gotcha. There is no, and Joe's point was basically this. There's a way you have to deal with bullies. And it is not by, it, you can't retreat. You can. The Democrats are bullies. Their whole modus operandi is the use of government and big government to steal away individual liberty. Now they're using it to steal elections. It just didn't work. But they've seen the impact now. Some again, some reasonable Democrats are starting to say this was a bad idea. The radicals, which are the ones that are taking over the party, still don't see it. So how do we learn them? We employ the same tactics. They're not illegal. A special counsel is not illegal, as you can see. Robert Mueller was is is work. I don't believe in the legitimacy of his um, of his case, but it's not illegal what they did. Now let's employ the same tactic to look into the Democrats. We absolutely, 100% have to strike back. Employ a a second special counsel to look into this. And let's make sure... If the war, if the evidence, uh, if the evidence warrants and there's probable cause that there are arrests made, there are prosecutions to the fullest extent of law. Oh, we can't have that. Really? They arrested and prosecuted Mike Flynn for a crime. Even the FBI admitted didn't happen. Oh, he pled guilty. Yeah, you would plead guilty, too, if they threatened your kids and bankrupted you. Obviously, you have no experience in criminal investigations. I do. I know exactly how this process works and how to flip people. What, what choice was he looking at? By the way, Mike, uh, you can plead guilty to this crime or we're going to go after your kids, we're going to go after your house, your family, and we're going to soil your reputation forever. Um, okay, I plead guilty. Were you really guilty? I, let me tell you what's in Mike Flynn's head. Absolutely not. But do I really have a choice? You weaponized the government against me. You have unlimited assets through taxpayer dollars. I don't. There's no peace with honor here for them. None. We need a second special counsel. And it is time to employ this mutually assured destruction strategy with them. You want to employ special counsels? You want to go through information warfare and spying scandals? It is time for the Republicans to wake up and understand the rules are gone. We're not dealing with the old rules anymore. Do you understand that? The rules are gone. The Democrats have thrown every single prior norm policy procedure out the window in an effort to impeach Trump because they have Trump derangement syndrome. The only way to fight... Back is to turn the tides on them. That's it. We are not living in the same constitutional republic you were pre-Trump. Do you understand that? This guy was spied on. you, you need proof that they, how bad this is. There's some wacko on Twitter, John Schindler. I, don't, I you know it's funny I blocked the guy. I don't even remember who he is. Some guy I'm not even he wrote a piece in The Observer. I'm not going to link to it. look it up yourself. It is so ridiculous, so ridiculous. And it shows you the now, how the old rules are now gone. He writes his piece, Joe. This guy, he's he's some kind of kook, right? Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theory mm-hmm. guy. But he, his his pieces, the essence of his pieces, is, this isn't a spying scandal at all. Uh, look, we use the British to spy on Trump. I'm looking, I'm like, what? Joe, I'm like, is this guy serious? He's trying to to de- de- quote debunk Spygate by saying, don't worry, there's nothing to see here. We only use the British and others to spy on Trump. <laughs> Keep in mind, he points to no viable evidence at all in his piece that there's actual probable cause of any kind (laughs) of a spy law enforcement violation, anything. And he he thinks he's helping. So I tweeted this morning after a listener sent me the piece. This is how bad it's gotten now that we are now so past constitutional republic norms that we have former... This guy apparently worked in the intelligence community. Former IC people justifying a spying operation on a political opponent, but saying, oh, don't worry, the British helped us. That's where we are. That's where we are. Unbelievable. It's time to strike back. All right. I got a lot more to get to, including a great piece I read in the Wall Street Journal about uh, follow your passion, do what you love. No, don't. Thank God, the author. What a good guy. All right, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Man Crates. We love Man Crates. Buying gifts for a guy shouldn't be that hard, but you know it is. My wife always has the worst time buying me gifts. Thank God for Man Crates. This is one of our favorite sponsors. We love them. Still, most people spend way too much time and energy shopping for something he already has or doesn't want. We know how hard it is to get gifts for guys. You're a spouse out there, a girlfriend, just a friend of another dude out there. It's tough buying them stuff. You know that. Yeah. Mancrates.com gets rid of all the guessing with hand-picked and packaged gifts. Guys are guaranteed to love birthdays. Thank yous and special occasions. Man crates has gifts for every type of guy like the adventurous knife making kit for the hands-on guy or the whiskey appreciation crate for the classy fellas. <laughs> most, uh, most gifts ship in a sealed wooden crate with a crowbar. They're not kidding with a real crowbar. I still have the crowbar. So he gets to pry it open himself. I got my hammer out. I hammered that crowbar in. I think it took me like five minutes. It was awesome. (laughs) Ripped that sucker right off. And Bob, the box is pretty cool. My, uh, my father-in-law took the box and made a bird, a, a bird <laughs> I'm not kidding, a bird house for it. It's cool. Hey. With man crates, not only are you giving a bragworthy gift, you're giving a totally unique experience. When has he ever had to use a crowbar to open anything? Plus, every man crate comes with 100%, with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And right now, you'll get a special discount at mancrates.com slash Dan. These gifts are awesome. Go check them out knife making kit the salami bouquet is one of my favorites awesome i love that i I, I have salami bouquet (laughs) that's real i love it It's one of my favorites right now you get a special discount at mancrates.com slash dan mancrates.com slash dan mancrates.com slash dan it's a limited time offer get a special discount now at mancrates.com slash dan right now go check them out it's really cool sponsor try that salami bouquet you'll love it (laughs) Coolest thing ever! All right, um I saw an article this morning in Wall Street Journal. Forgive me, maybe subscription only, but the gist of it I can put out there. uh And if you want to look it up, it's by an author named Tyler uh, Bonin, B-O-N-I-N, Bonin Bonin. And it is a complete dismantling of this nonsense being told to our our youth out there. And if you're a young man or woman listening, I'm going to tell you. The reason I talked, I don't usually get into this. It's not a metaphysical show. I'm not Tony Robbins. I don't do self-help here. But the best advice I ever got in my life was, and I told this to a young man at CPAC not that long ago. He says he's a listener, so you know who you are. He said to me, you have any advice for me? I'm 18. I'm just getting out of college. And I said, don't do what you love. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. Don't do what you love. Explain. learn to do what you love you may be lucky enough to do what you love one day i am but i'm 43 years old and i did what i hated for a really long time <laughs> yeah i mopped floors i baked bagels i stocked shelves I helped dig graves. I cleaned mausoleums in a cemetery. I was a street cop in New York. I did not like that job. I liked being a Secret Service agent, but it was hard. It was really hard. It was stressful. It took years off my life. I got got dengue fever in Panama protecting Jenna Bush because I got bit by an Aedes aegypti mosquito in the middle of the day. Life is hard. (laughs) Don't listen to Pollyannish liberals and dopey Republicans who give you horrible career advice. like Do what you love. Follow your passion. Don't follow your passion. Do hard stuff. Build yourself an economic nest. Save your money. Work hard. Now, why am I bringing up this piece? Yeah. Because this guy's a Marine. And the title of the piece, let me just go, because this is a, the title sells the whole piece. Sorry, I should have had this ready, but being that I can't put it in the show notes because it's subscription only. My advice, here it is. Tyler Bonin, my advice to grads start mopping. Get the mop. <laughs> right, Joe, get the mop. Yeah, brother. I'm sorry. You want real advice? Get the mop. I don't care what anybody. I do what you love. Find your passion <laughs> Find your passion. I knocked on seven thousand doors in my campaign in the Florida and Maryland sun in the middle of summer and in the cold in Maryland in Western Maryland with gloves on my knock hello who's at the door? Uh, so cold in, in the mountains in Allegheny County. It's the... Honey! Honey! There's a dude passed out at the front door! <laughs> I think, call the cops! And that was me frozen like a popsicle. You think I love that? You think I like losing three elections, <laughs> one by one point by a rich multimillionaire getting my butt kicked all over the place on social media every day of my life? Don't do what you love. What are you, a bunch of snowflakes? Do what you love. You know what Joe loves? Let me tell you, something. Yeah. I know Joe. And if I'm speaking out of turn, stop no, me, because no, no. Joe loves music. Yeah. Joe likes photography. You know what Joe does? He does really complicated crap with Adobe Audition on and, and Spotify and iHeart and iTunes. And you know what? A lot of it's busy work. Yep. You know what this show is for me? I love it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I like this part. But you know what's hard? This show prep. Joe. Well, the camera's yeah. down today. But you're the... Joe, can you know, how many books do I fill up of content for this show? Oh, man, loads. Pages upon pages. Thick. He's seen them. Yeah, stacks of notes, man. Stacks. Thick. Five subject notebooks. Four and five of them a year. Yeah. Of content. And even that, that you know what that is? That's busy work. That's research. I don't come on the air and just wing it. These emails I got to go through all day to find that thing I saw about mutually assured destruction. yeah. Don't do what you love. So I've got my own advice. Don't follow your passion. Seed your passion. If one day you can make money off whatever you're passionate for, then great. Mm -hmm. But you know what? God had a different path for Joe. He did. Joe can still play music. Joe can seed his passion. Joe knows his stuff. Mm. But don't follow that. Joe be broke. He be dead. Joe has made a successful career of working this show and changing hearts and minds. Got it a different path. Engage your passion. see it. Don't follow it. Follow it. Follow it to the poorhouse. kind of snowflake crap is that? Do what you love. Don't do what you love. Do what provides for your family. Do what provides for you build yourself a nest egg so at 40 and 45 you can retire and then do what you love. You know what my father likes doing? Hmm. He lives in Cary, North Carolina. I never talk, I don't talk with my dad too much. You know what he likes doing? He likes I'm not going to say where, but he goes to the school and he the, the, he reads to third graders and oh. he, they take them outside. They do, you know, you get background checked and everything. And they, the ones who are struggling, they bring them out in the hallway for extra reading or in a separate classroom. And they, they read some books and stuff like that. That's what my father loves to do. You know what else he loves to do, Joe? Hmm. He likes to play softball and he likes to volunteer on his HOA because oh. he was a building inspector and he knows a lot about building codes and things like that. that's what he likes to do. He busted his ass for 30 years as a plumber and a building inspector, getting up at four o'clock in the morning. You know how I know? I used to live in an apartment attached to his house, and I used to hear that car waking me up at four o'clock, that crappy car he drove, that 1970 Ford truck, and that crappy Cougar, Mercury Cougar he had, waking me up. You think he loved that, four o'clock in the morning, every day, going to check building permits in people's houses and cleaning crap out of people's toilets oh hell no you're darn right he didn't he hated it don't follow what you love follow your passion work your ass off mop some damn floors build yourself a nest egg save take care of your kids Don't cheat and take the easy way out. Then one day, maybe you'll be lucky enough. I almost went bankrupt trying to start this podcast. You understand? I love people go, oh, man, Dan, let me give you advice on podcast. Here's my advice. Don't do it. I almost went bankrupt. (laughs) This was not an overnight success, folks. It took us three years to turn this thing into this monster it is now. You know how many times Joe and I were like, man, is this even worth it anymore? You want some advice? And this piece kind of inspired me. Here's some advice. Number one, learn to work. Notice, I didn't say work. I said learn to work. You know what learning to work means? And by the way, this is it's, please so we understand. I'm not talking to the 30 and 40 year olds. I'm 43. I'm not. I'm talking to the, I'm talking to my former 18 year old self. 30 and 40 year olds. and Joe, believe me, does not need a lecture from me on how to work. Nor do you and you. But I'm telling you for our, our college kids out there. And stuff I would tell my own kids. If I was talking to my own 18-year-old self or my own kids, learn to work. What does learning to work mean? Learning to work means show up on time, don't look like a slob, brush your teeth, put on some deodorant, and when you get to work, do your damn job. Learn to work. Mm -hmm. Learn to, to, when you're in work, like this guy says, they were asking, this guy Tyler Bonin, his former Marine. He says in his job, Joe, everybody thought it was beneath them to mop after hours. So he would volunteer. And then, you know what? He got promoted to manager, was running the whole joint. Mm. Pick up the damn mop. You know how many floors I mopped in Key Food on Metropolitan Avenue before they sold it to the drugstore it is now? Every night for two years, I mopped those floors. Mop, mop, mop. Pick up the mop. Learn to work. Show up on time. Comb your hair snowflakes learn to socialize and work learn not to say stupid stuff hey not talking about snowflake stuff like the show we did yesterday about the liberals new uh you can't say blind spot now it's offensive so stupid but i mean learn to socialize joe you know what i'm talking about yeah you get people who are new to a work environment they're younger sometimes they're a little older they don't know how to socialize with people got to communicate man you got to learn to communicate and have a social intelligence. Right. Learn to work. Learn to show up. Learn to socialize. Here, advice piece number three to my 18-year-old self. Learn to shut the up. Shut up. That's a tough one. Gosh, it's at that 18, I knew everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, I knew nothing. No, I'm serious. I'm talking to 18-year-old Dan Bongino. You didn't know jack squat. You were the smartest kid in the room. Just ask 18-year-old Dan Bongino. He would have told you. He was an idiot. And I'm sorry, but the chances are, you don't know You may not be an idiot. I'm telling you, at 18, I had a lot of dumb ideas. But you don't know much. You haven't seen your kid fall off a bike and scrape their knee. You don't know that pain. You haven't had to take your kid to a a NICU unit right after they were born because their bilirubin was so high they had to put them under that cooker for a week. You haven't had to watch your wife cry because they can't touch their own newborn because they're cooking under a blue light. And that's nothing. There are parents out there, kids were born with, you know, opioid addicted and all this other crap who adopted kids like that. You don't know that, pain. You don't know that. You don't know squat. You've never been fired from a job when you had bills to pay for your kid's dentist. You get these failure to pay notices in the mail. You're a proud guy. You're horrified. You don't know what that is. You don't know squat about that. Or a business you poured your entire life into. You're getting ready to go into the into the red, you don't have the income or the capital stream, and you know it could succeed, but you've got nothing. You don't know that, pain. You don't know that. You don't know what it's like to study your entire life for a test you just can't pass. You have no idea what that's like. To sit here all the time and go knock on all these doors, to campaign for an office, to give and pour your everything into it. And to win on election day and then lose four days later on an absentee count after giving up everything. You don't know that. You don't know squat. You have no idea what it's like to be a a federal agent in an overseas country designing a security plan. Right? 18-year-old Dan. And to have some knucklehead on the team get lazy at the last minute and you got to step up and go, it's my fault. When you know it's not your fault, but you do it because you have lead advance agent in front of your name. You don't know that. So learn to shut up and maybe learn something from that 80-year-old veteran out there who's seen gunfire whizzing past his head and may have a little bit of an idea about the value of life. You don't know squat. Shut up and get the mop. Go get the mop. And while you're mopping, listen to that veteran tell you what life is really about. Go get the damn mop. You gotta learn to lead. You have to learn to lead. You're eighteen. You don't know squat about leadership. You know, when I was in my mid twenties, I was down in the Secret Service Training Center as an instructor in their academy. Mm-hmm. And I was given an opportunity, Joe, to be a class coordinator. It's a pretty bold responsibility, pretty big responsibility. I should say bold, I'm sorry, pretty big responsibility. Mm-hmm. 48 students looking at you. This is their first experience in the Secret Service. They don't know squat. You are their class coordinator. These are agent trainees. Everything they know about the Secret Service, they are going to find out from you. Mm. I wasn't ready, Joe. I wasn't ready. Mm. I wanted to be their friend. I wanted to be their buddy. I got you. I couldn't be their buddy. I failed my first time out. They graduated. I never got any complaints, so I assume they liked it. But of course they liked it. I wanted to be their friend. I learned from those failures. I learned that there's got to be a time where you put your hands on their shoulders and you look them in the eye and you go, no, no. Now it's time for you to step up. You were absolutely wrong. Stop the whining. Stop the bitching. And get going. But then there's other times where you do have to be a shoulder for them to lean on and realize like this was really this was something they needed an opportunity and they needed someone to air their grievances to and their grievances were legitimate. I didn't understand the difference. I always wanted to be that shoulder to kind of cry on and sometimes whine on. And the whining was should have been the red line where I put my hands on the shoulders and said, not today. Well, I don't even know if you can do that. You'd probably be uh, given the snowflakes. You would probably be accused of assaulting them. You have to learn to lead. How do you learn to lead? You learn to lead by leading and failing a few times. Very few people the first time out of the shoot become effective leaders, very few. Most people are given leadership over small things, they blow it a couple times or they learn some lessons from it and then they go on to be great leaders. You have to learn to lead. You don't know that at 18, you haven't led squat. What'd you, what did you lead? Your dissection team in the bio lab in eighth grade? You, don't, you may have and you may have learned something, but you're not there yet. Also, my last point you have to learn not to be an idiot. I'm sorry, but I did a lot of dumb things when I was 18. I was a cocky, arrogant little snob you know what i grew up in new york on i'm mean, to be dramatic but the streets weren't exactly the coziest you know my brother at a young age witnessed the guy who was stabbed to death in front of a pizza place these are things normal 18 year olds Did i ever tell you that joe yeah <laughs> cops came to our house i was living on my own had my brothers there the mm. cops came to my chased my brothers through the street because he was a witness you know kid was terrified yeah the kid was terrified because the the uh, kid involved in the incident—it was—it was really oh, this was what happened. This stuff really happened. This isn't like hyperbolic. Hey, Look at me, I'm a tough guy nonsense. Right. But the streets weren't exactly the friendliest. So you grew up edgy, but that edgy carried a certain rudeness to it. Yeah. I've got news for you, that doesn't work in the real world, folks. That may sound cool. Look at me, I grew up in the streets. I'm a hard rock. You're a, no, you're a dope most of the time, and I was. Now, if you can preserve that edginess and refine it into a nice blade, then okay, maybe you can work with it. But retaining that immature 18-year-old, hey, you know what? I grew up tough, so I'm going to treat everyone else like crap attitude. Right. No, no, no. That's not the way the real world works. And let me give you a pretty embarrassing story. This is, By the way, I'm, I'm directing this at my 18-year-old self, too. When I got hired by the New York City Police Department as a cadet, not a recruit, there's a difference. There's a cadet program. It's a paid internship. It doesn't mean you'll become a police officer. Those are police recruits. It's complicated, but that's that's not, because sometimes I say that and people get confused. But I got hired as a police cadet, as an intern. I'm this street kid into boxing, and I think I'm the toughest guy in the block. I go to the police academy, and it's the first day. You're filling out all your paperwork. You're there in a you know, a suit a badly fitting suit and tie that I I think it was like ninety bucks from the local thrift store, probably two sizes too big. I can't imagine how horrible I look. I had to take my earrings out, which was embarrassing. I don't even have those anymore, but yeah, this is all like embarrassing Dan Bongino stories. This young Puerto Rican female cadet who was well I mean put together. I don't mean Obviously, I'm not talking about physical you team liberal nutbags. I mean, like, she was really squared away. I believe she was a Marine embassy guard, but I remember her vividly. She's there in her cadet uniform looking sharp, and she's giving out the paperwork. She walks down the aisle to me. It's this big, long row. And as she gets to me, I don't know what happened, but she reached over to give something to someone. I, I forgot about me, about my paperwork. So instead of saying, excuse me, what does Dan Bongino do at 18 because he's a savage? He goes, hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. I can see the look in your face. Oh. She turns around. She, goes, she looks at me with this <laughs> thousand-mile stare. She was a Marine. She was tough. Dude. I mean, like Superman lasers singed me right in half. And she, loud, so everyone can hear it. She goes, Hey. Did you just whistle at me? And I'm like, looking around like, this, uh uh, uh-oh, uh, uh, uh Now, let me tell you something. That was a transformative moment in my life. It was horrifyingly embarrassing. But it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because this guy named Jason, I was in the police academy with at the time, walks to me. And now everybody heard this. So I was like the whistle guy after that, you know, for a while. And he says to me, this was a guy who had had experience. He'd worked in retail as a manager before he became a police cadet. And we were going to get something to eat at the deli. I I couldn't get it out of my head how stupid it was. I knew it was dumb right away. But he's like, listen, man, you just have to learn to say to people, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And you know what? I could not do it. It took me months. And then after the police academy and the secret service and a process of learning to not be an idiot. I developed those interesting skills of saying, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. And you know what? It went a long way. And I still say that when I get off Fox News, if you watch. Yes, sir. That's the joke. I say some. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Don't be an idiot. All right. I'm sorry. That went on a little longer than I intended, but still important nonetheless. All right. I got some other stuff to get to. All right, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at BrickHouse Nutrition. There's no better day to read this ad other than now. Go to Drudge Report today. You will see a couple of damning reports. A lot of vitamin products, vitamins and minerals do nothing for your health. It's right there on Drudge. Read it yourself. Now, what is the recommendation at the end? Forget it. Just eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Yes, I've been saying that the whole time. <laughs> I've always told you that fruits and vegetables, and vol- voluminous consumption of fruits and vegetables, are the key to good health. This is not a mystery; we all know it. The micronutrients, the macronutrients, the all the chemicals in the in these God-given chemicals in these fruits and vegetables, we know they're there for good health. And yet, why we we don't eat them? Why? Oh, they're inconvenient. I don't like the taste. I have the solution for you: right. fruit and vegetable insurance. The product is called Field of Greens. Field of Greens. Available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Field of Greens. Go pick it up today. It is a splendidly tasting fruit and vegetable powder. It is not a supplement, okay? It is it is actual ground-up food. It's not extract. It's not some fancy pants. Stuff. It's actual food. Ground-up food into a powder. This is ground-up cherries, ground-up blueberries, a kale, some of the stuff you're never going to eat, but it tastes terrific. Go check it out today. It has helped my gut, my health, my brain, my body enormously. I've never felt better. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Go pick up Field of Greens today. You will not regret it. Again, the reviews on this on my website are absolutely spectacular. Okay um moving on uh did so on the spy gate debacle there is a must read piece please check this out at the show notes today at bongino.com uh and and if you join my email list you can do it at the, what was that sound it sound like a good making up sound effects for the show uh if you subscribe to my email list i will email these articles right to you but there's another great piece by chuck ross the daily caller has been doing tremendous work on Spygate. how we i don't know how we missed this yeah. Joe, there's an Alexander Downer interview from April, where Chuck Ross talks about in the piece. Let me pull up the quote from the piece. Yeah, where is this gonna blow from? you uh, How we missed this, I have yeah. no idea. This is just astonishing how it totally blows up the entire Spygate narrative. Now, just so you have a little background on how important what I'm about to read to you is, the FBI and the New York Times, the Pravda New York Times, they're, they're these propagandists, they're Story about how this case started into Trump, because as I told you in the show last week, nobody can point to you a point zero in the case. Paragraph one. What is paragraph one of the written document of this case say? When I work criminal cases, it would say, on such and such a date, someone called me from a bank about a fraudulent charge at such and such a location. And that later led to credit card fraud arrest. What does paragraph one of this case say? Nobody can tell you. The story has changed multiple times. One of the versions of those events, which we're trying to get away from now, was that an Australian diplomat named Alexander Downer, In a bar in London, while speaking to George Papadopoulos, and he always say it was a boozy encounter. Apparently, they had a single drink. Stop with the boozy stuff. I've done that myself. They were not drunk, because that implies somehow that oh, you know what, drunk. Then he told the truth. You know, people when they the uh, you know in vino veritas, right? That's that's why they're saying that they were not drunk. The one of the stories, because they cannot point to a point zero, because there is no point zero. This case was started because they wanted to politically target the Trump campaign. They can't write that. So they keep changing the story. One of the stories is that this Australian diplomat met with Papadopoulos in this London bar, who was a working for the Trump campaign. And Papadopoulos said to this guy Downer, this Australian diplomat in London, that they, uh, they had, the Russians had some kind of dirt on Hillary. That's the story we heard. So, oh, dirt on Hillary. The, the Australians passed it on to us through Joe Hockey, their ambassador. And all of a sudden, we had this big investigation into the Trump team. That, 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 that's ridiculous. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If that is your justification for employing the police state against a political opponent, folks, it's already, the Constitutional Republic's already done. If that was done to Obama, justifiably, there would be public outcry. But the media is Pravda now. They're not, you know, they're not real anymore. And they're not to be taken seriously. So Chuck Ross found this interview by Downer. Downer says this. This is amazing. Remember, Joe, the whole story was that during this encounter, Papadopoulos gave Downer like the Rosetta Stone for this case about Russian hacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's Downer's own words in the interview, Joe. By the way. Nothing Papadopoulos said in that conversation indicated Trump himself had been conspiring with the Russians to collect information on Hillary Clinton. Wait, wait, what? This is the da- This is their story. Let me read that to you again. This is Downer. These are his words. By the way, nothing Papadopoulos said in that conversation indicated Trump himself had been conspiring with the Russians to collect information on Hillary Clinton. It goes on. It was just just that this guy, Papadopoulos, clearly knew that the Russians did have material on Hillary Clinton. But whether Trump knew or not, his exclamation, excuse me, question mark. That's it? FBI guys, that's your whole case. So just to be clear, your whole case is based on a guy saying he spoke to a guy who thinks the Russians may have had dirt on Hillary, but he acknowledges that Trump didn't know and that nothing he said indicated any conspiracy. That's it. Now you see why I'm so angry at liberal police staters and the Pravda media. How did we miss this interview? I, just Chuck Ross has been a dynamo on this. I don't know this guy. I've never spoken to him. I tried to get him on my NRA TV show. But this guy has been a dynamo. By the way, I'll be back with live shows tonight, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Don't miss it. We'll have that debate with Sarah McLaughlin wants to debate the NFL's policy. Mm. She thinks it's a speech suppression and we're going to debate that tonight. So don't miss it. NRATV.com. But the guy says right here, there's no evidence at all of a conspiracy. Folks, we're in uncharted waters right now. That's why I said the Mutually Assured to tie it all together. The mutually assured destruction and the the appointment of another special counsel is the only way to ensure we actually get back to our moorings. We are not the Constitutional Republic you once knew before Spygate is dead. They started a spying operation, weaponized the government based on no credible, uh, probable cause of any crime or any collusion at all. Nothing. Nothing. Here's another line from the piece. Quote from Downer. He didn't say Trump knew or that Trump was in any way involved in this. He said it was about Russians and Hillary Clinton. It wasn't about Trump. How, how do you get past that? That's how it started? Now you see why they keep changing the conversation. Yeah. it makes sense now? Yeah. Now, another breaking story. By the way, I put an article in yesterday's show notes before I... Finish up on this one about this national popular vote initiative. I'm probably going to get to it tomorrow a little more, but there's a PJ Media uh, piece. No, it's in today's, excuse me, today's show notes about how they're trying to circumvent the electoral college again. Because remember, we're in uncharted territory. They want a national popular vote. In other words, whoever wins a national popular vote wins the presidency. So I'm going to get to that probably to Marx. It's important, but read the piece in the show notes today. It's really interesting how liberals, again, the Republic, the old rules are gone. If you think we're playing by the old rules, you're in a boxing match where you have boxing gloves on that are 20 ounces and he has hand wraps with razor blades attached to them. And you're boxing and you're complaining that he's slicing you up and killing you. As you're dead, you're like dying a slow death instead of taking off your gloves and countering. That's why this mutually assured destruction thing is so important. They want to use the rules and the, the, quote, rules to attack our democracy, then we should use the same rules to show them that the rules they're using were bastardized. It's important. Uh, another just unbelievable article today about t- proving my entire point, what we've been saying since episode 628 on, that this was an operation to frame Donald Trump. This was a setup from the start, Spygate. Now we're finding out, Joe, that the Russian... The F- Russian connected to the Russian intelligence apparatus. We know this. Who showed up for the June 9th Trump Tower meeting with, John, uh, with Don Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. With the Russian lawyer. This was a setup. We know that this Russian intelligence uh, connected guy who showed up. His lawyer is a friend of the Clintons. We now also know that he has deep ties to Fusion GPS, another piece of the Daily Caller, which will be in the show notes today. This guy, Renat Admokshin, who showed up, has deep ties to Fusion GPS based on some of his own statements. He calls them colleagues. He's worked with them in the past. So now we have a guy with deep Russian connections whose lawyer is a friend of the Clintons. Who is, quotes himself as being a colleague with Fusion GPS, a company hired by the Clintons to dig up Russian dirt on Donald Trump. Who shows up for a meeting with Don Trump Jr. Joe, does this make sense? I mean, is this not the most obvious setup of all time? Yeah. And now we find out as well that Veselnitskaya, the other attendee at this June 9th Don Trump Jr. meeting at Trump Tower... That Veselnitskaya, the lawyer that showed up, who was also working for Fusion GPS on another case, the the, the team Hillary hired to gather Russian dirt on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing who the real colluders are. Mm-hmm. This lawyer now admits to contacting Aris Agalarov, the guy who knew Trump, in an attempt to get the meeting. Now, Agalarov, remember the names. We've been saying this name since uh, episode 628 on. How everybody in this case, when you follow the money, when you follow the connections, when you follow the leads, all winds up back to Hillary. So now you have two people connected to an operation Hillary used to gather fake information on Trump. Two people who show up at a meeting with Don Trump Jr., the subject of that meeting, which becomes uh, the central focus of the Russian collusion. Look, they colluded with the Russians. Two Russians showed up. Yes, they were connected to the Clintons. Veselnitskaya is now admitting she asked for the meeting and she went to this Agalarov guy who she knew knew Donald Trump from prior business deals. In other words, Joe, the meeting wasn't random. The people connected to Fusion GPS sought the meeting with Don Trump Jr. Why? Why? Because this was a setup from the start. Folks, the guy was framed. Your government was weaponized. It is obvious. Read this piece by Chuck Ross and the other piece in the Daily Caller. It'll become painfully obvious. Everybody who showed up for these meetings with the the Trump team was there, was connected to the Clintons. It is embarrassing how and this is why the Democrats are freaking out right now. Yep. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And please go to. uh, YouTube.com slash on genome Subscribe. Please subscribe on iTunes. I'm, I'm asking you as a favor. Um, if you can follow on iHeart because I don't know where they're going to attack next. And I really I can't um, I can't lose if you I can't lose you. Uh, we've worked really hard to build up our audience. You know, we got our legal folks working on it here. Uh, you know, really putting an effort into it, but I need your support and help if you wouldn't mind. Uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24 7 at D Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but.